This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Six minutes past eight o'clock on this Friday morning. Text in here on the open line. Morning, Brenton Paney. How good to hear Robert Shaw, such a passionate footy person. Hopefully he gets a role with the Tassie team down the track as his enthusiasm is infectious. He's a Tassie footy icon. And Paney, the map needs to be there. That's from Glossy in Launceston. Well, we slide from one superstar of Tasmanian footy to another. And joining us on the line now is the great Rodney E. Welcome, Rocket, to SEN Tassie Breakfast. Morning, Brent. How are you, mate? Going well? Going well. Going well. Thank you, mate. Thanks so much for joining us. Now, we want to talk to you about footy, but uh, I want to talk to you about cricket as well, quickly off the top, because we know you've got a, a proud connection with the Newtown Cricket Club, and you joined the club as a 14-year-old and got to play in the same first-grade team as your, your father, Brian. But uh, you're now involved with the Keith Bradshaw Club, which is exciting news. Just tell us, our, our listeners, about that, first of all. Yes, it's, uh, it's just starting up. Jeff Rollins, who's uh, started up, uh, Gabe McCorum, over in Tassie this afternoon, actually, there's a function tomorrow night that's the, to kick it off. And I think most cricket people would know that Keith passed away from uh, from the uh, myeloma blood cancer. Uh, same thing that Sandy Roberts has got now. And Ken Judge, as a former teammate of mine, passed away with it as well. So they started up and um, they're trying to raise some money for the myeloma blood cancer. And uh, um, and uh, that they're going to give a scholarship to an honours graduate. So, and it's a bit of too the Keith Bradshaw Club will be for past players as well. So it's about uh, many other connection and getting them back together as well. Rocket Tim Payne here, mate. Great man, uh, Keith Bradshaw. Now you started as a 14-year-old. Can you tell our listeners what was your role in the Newtown first-grade side back then? And you must be looking forward to then um, seeing some familiar faces over the weekend. Yes, um, it was my first year at Newtown. I started in third grade and got elevated to second grade mid-year and um, got washed out. And I looked at the teams on the Thursday night. And my name wasn't there, and I, I was a bit upset. But uh, I've been elevated to first grade, and uh, um, my first game things went well for me. I, I, it's strange for a batsman to come at number eight, but uh, down the list a bit and. Uh, Batted with Roger Woolley for quite a while. Roger got ended up with an 89 or 90 or something like that. And I was 30-odd not out, and we ended up getting a draw. So uh, that was my first game and stayed there until I went to Melbourne for footy. So I have fond memories of the club, that's for sure. Fantastic. And now switching our focus to footy, Rocket, um, we just had Robert Shaw in the studio, and yeah, he told us about great. how he'd like to be on the board and it didn't quite work out for him just yet. But have you been approached at all to be part of the Tasmanian AFL setup just yet? Um not in any major role of stuff, I think. Uh, but I've spoken to some some people um, on the board and met. Uh, I think it's been public. James Henderson and Grant O'Brien met a few of us, about four or five of us, um, a month or six weeks ago. Um, so, so a bit like Robert, and I've been talking to Robert a bit. That uh, certainly, you know, we've got the passion that we'd love to help or assist in some way with probably the experience we've got um, uh, down the track. But I think they've, you know, they've got their governance and. 
set the board up and they've made some great appointments so far. So I think they've got their hands full, but certainly love to be involved. And I think it's fantastic news that we've got a team in the in the national comp. And uh, I think it'll be great, not only for Tassie footy, but great for the state as well. What would be your ideal role, Rodney, if you could have your pick of all the jobs out there to be involved with Tasmania's AFL team? What would it be? Uh, I think, like Robert, I don't know what Robert said today on radio, I think it more advisory just to, you know, with the experience that we both had, you know, being a coach and a football manager, uh, same as Robert has as well, and obviously he's got a greater feel for the Tassie footy itself going back and having great success that he did. Probably just how to set the club up, you know, it's a blank canvas and just to, just to have some ideas and throw some things and be involved with some people about that who have got the same sort of experience. Because um, it, you know, it's a great chance to set the club up uh, the right way, but not only helps the club in the national competition and all the aspiring girls and boys uh, all the way through, but I think to help the communities around the state um, revitalise footy, but I think it'll help the communities and help people. I'm a bit idealistic with this and because um, country footy and towns, you know, I think football's the hub of that uh, existence in that community and I think it can help with uh, mental health and uh, kids getting involved in sport, uh, also employment, a whole range of different things. So I think that's the two angles we can come from and I think it can really help. Yeah, Rocket, you spent some time at the Gold Coast. In terms of, of actually setting up the club, what, I know you weren't there at the outset, but what are some of the learnings we could take away from the Gold Coast that will help us set our club up um, hopefully stronger than, than they've been able to start? Well, I think it'll be, it's completely different. And having been in Sydney as well, you know, coach the Swans, and know they were very early days, probably 10 years in, and it was a tough, tough uh, start for them. I think because it's such a passionate footy state, I think we've just got such a head start on GWS or Gold Coast or even the Swans when they moved. It's just so many people have been uh, involved in AFL that, you know, at the moment we've got Chris Fagan, Graham Wright, and these type of people, Brendan Gale. Um, and you've got just this wealth of experience and knowledge of how the AFL system works and what's required for an AFL club, um, the culture, um, how to set that up, the right people to be involved, the, um, you know, the roles that are needed. And I think uh, certainly, say, for Gold Coast GWS, you've got to move people. Um, I know you're probably going to move people, but they're probably excess mains who are going back who are who are passionate about it. So I think there's a, just an enormous head start uh, that we've got compared to those other new franchises. And uh, yeah. But I think the thing is, m- more than anything, it's like any organisation, corporate or whatever, you've just got to get the right people. Get the right people, then everything can flow from that. And um, and I'm and I'm sure that those decisions will be made. Yeah, absolutely. If we if we get those key appointments right, have you got any concerns after that with with firstly probably player retention and and even to some degree staff retention? Do you think that's going to be an issue or something that needs to be dealt with? Um, yeah, it's a good question. Um, I having I've still got family in Hobart, obviously, and obviously I'll go back there a few bit. But I think. Hobart and Tasmania is growing so quickly and it's such a, I think, you know, the businesses and there that I don't think it would be as much. Like, you know, there's kids or players who from WA and South Australia go to Victoria and they want to go home. Um, so there's always going to be movement. So I wouldn't be panicking too much. But I think, to answer your question, I think in the in the general sense, no, I don't think we'll have, I don't think we'd have the problem with it. I think there's, Business opportunities, the lifestyle's fantastic. Uh, it's got a place to bring up kids. So, I, I, 
don't think in general. I think but it will happen at times. Um, uh, people will move, um, and people will move for greater opportunities for football sense too. So whoever uh, the players get drafted to Hobart and don't get a chance, they'll move. Not, when you have a look at Lockie Neal, was a really great player in Perth, and he moved to Brisbane, but he's from Adelaide. So people people will move around, and that's just the nature of what the industry is. But I, I think basically we won't have the the retention issues that Gold Coast and GWS have had over a period of time. The great Rodney Eads, our guest on SEN Tassie Breakfast this morning. Question here off the text line for you, Rocket. Uh, is this yep. year's talented draft pool of boys and girls the most important as we look forward to the inaugural Tasmanian teams? In 2028, they'll be 22 to 23 years old with 50 to 80 games and potentially some premierships under their belts. So the draft of this year or the draft mm, when the, our first year? Because we, we won't be drafting this year, obviously. So. No, no, just I guess the talent that will be there for us to, to potentially select from, right, I suppose, yeah. when we come into the competition. Well, well, well GWS and uh, Gold Coast, there'll, there'll be concessions. So, uh, and that's why I get going back a step. I think teams like Richmond and West Coast will be thinking ahead so to say that our first draft is in three years time and there'll be concessions that'll be a compromised draft so other teams will suffer I don't know what it'll be it'll be whether you get five of the first ten but there'll be picks like North are getting this year's concession picks you about to trade for players so there'll be uh, and the AFL smart enough and they'll be in consultation with the clubs as well there'll be concessions so we will be competitive straight away it won't be just kids They'll be able to get experienced players. There'll be access mains. Probably have access to them uh, more so as well. So, I think it'll be set up that we'll be able to be competitive uh, first up, uh, and there'll be talented kids around. We'll get first access to them. Be able to trade some of those picks, get experienced players. So, I think it'll be okay. Yeah, Rocket. Have you been across the the stadium debate, and what what's the chat? I suppose in footy circles, the people you're around uh, on the mainland about the political and and, and stadium debate that's going on at the moment. <laughs> Um, well, all the Tasmanians, most to 99, 95% of uh, expats here uh, are for it in a big way. And the people who are not Tasmanians just can't believe that there's a negative about it and there's <laughs> arguments. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> we get uh, laughed at a bit about that. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's obviously a bit of a hot potato with a few people. But some people get have, have got misinformation, I think, Um and some people are just always going to say no to everything as well. So there's a bit, bit of a that. But I think, yeah, I was a bit initially thinking, oh, gee, it's a bit of an ask and whatever the money. But when you hear economists and strategists talk about what economic boost it's going to be for Tasmania, and it's a multi-purpose statement, it's just not for footy. That's why there's going to be four games in Lawn System. They don't need the 11 games to be played over no, the other things. So I think it's a great location. I think it'll be a tourist attraction um, I think the big thing is, and out of the 11 games, you know, Hobart will probably get Collingwood, Essendon, Carlton, and North Melbourne, St Kilda, and someone else will go to Lawn System. Do you remember? Do you imagine all the supporters who will make their yearly journey to see their team, and they'll come to Hobart. They've already been to Adelaide, they've been to Sydney. They'll, they'll, be, they'll if Collingwood play in Hobart, there'll be 5,000 minimum, 5,000 people come over, Absolutely. and it'll be, and it'll be bouncing, and the. The uh, accommodation and uh, the, the eateries and the, the hospitality, it, and then they'll stay for a week. Uh, I think it just, it just, I think is mind-boggling. And I, I, I'm really confident that there'll be forty thousand members within the first two years. I've got no doubt there'll be that. 
I reckon it'll just be it'll be it'll be fantastic. And the uh, now you talk to people in Adelaide, there was such a big protest about about doing the overlap, and uh, no, we don't want that. And there was but now those people are saying, oh, it's the best thing that's ever happened because you're so close to the city. It's just going to be a real boost for us. Rocket, fascinating to have you on the show, mate. We love talking footy with you, and we look forward to doing more of it in the lead-up to us getting our own team. Enjoy your trip back home this weekend with the Newtown Cricket Club, and thanks for joining us here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Brent. Appreciate it. Rodney Eade, a superstar of Tasmanian footy, of course, and done wonderful things in the past, and hopefully we'll do in the future too with our Tasmanian AFL team. We're off to a break on the other side of it. We've got questions without notice coming your way. Don't forget, you can text us this morning, 0437 552 535.